Hey guys. I'm here. Guys. Hello, 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 hello. Hi. I'm on, I'm on the show right now. No, yes. I came out. I made it. Made it out. <laughs> we made it. We made it. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah. We are doing awesome. We are doing awesome. Well, welcome to Too Legit to QT with Koya and Tish. That is Tish, and I'm Koya. And today we are super, super excited to talk to Daryl C. Scott of Evergreen Valley Production. Thank you for coming and coming on the show with us today, Daryl. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I mean, this is truly, truly, truly awesome. I mean, the setup and everything, this is, you know, I'm excited. We're excited too. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We are so excited. Um, so those of you who don't know, um, Daryl is a multi-hyphenate artist. He is a producer. He is, he's done literally everything in production from producing, line producing, um, I mean, acting, we talked about it a little bit earlier, <laughs> and he'll get into um, all of the things that he's done on the show late, a little bit later on. But um, Daryl, we just, um, we really want to talk to the people this season about how to be opportunity ready. So yes. um, last season was all about how to create your own opportunity. But this season, you know, you create your own opportunity, you plant that seed, but then you get other opportunities that come along with that initial investment in yourself. And so, um, you know, we just want to get into our bag and get all of the knowledge that you have to give to the people. Yes. Before we do that, we have to give a shout out. Hold up. Give a shout out to the sponsors. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. To the sponsors. <laughs> and Blue Lizard Bar and Grill in Charleston Desserts is uh can can you say the area in richmond california richmond. Yeah. Yeah. Area. yeah richmond so oh, the Bay area. that's where i'm from really yeah. i'm from richmond i didn't know yeah. that oh, I'm, oh I'm from i'm from san jose california okay bay area yes. Yes. <laughs> yes awesome and also just to throw that out there for anyone who is um in the charleston area for blue uh, lizard bar and grill you get 10% off if you go there so I'll put a coupon uh, at the bottom of the screen for you guys but big ups to our sponsors we're leveling we're leveling up guys yep. leveling up. We're, yes. we're teaching you to do the thing to level up so we want to see y'all <laughs> sponsors too we're going to talk about that this season mm -hmm. but back to back to Daryl <laughs> yes. Daryl. So Daryl, um, how like what inspired your career in the entertainment industry? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, you know, um, I have I, I'll I'll give you the 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 long and short of it. Honestly, it came from um Will Smith. Um he's actually the guy that that sparked everything with me. Like um, you know, coming out of high school, I was I was like, oh, I don't know exactly what I want to do. And um, a good friend of mine was like, just go away to college, go away to college. And my mom was adamant about me going to HBCU. So I went all the way to Florida, um, to Florida Memorial University now. It used to be Florida Memorial College, but now it's Florida Memorial University. Um, and, and, you know, Florida Memorial is actually in Miami. 
So, you know, I said, well, I could go to school anywhere, you know, but Will said that it's popping in Miami. So <laughs> let's go out there and see. And, and, the, and the idea was actually just to build out, because um, the advice that I was given um, uh, from a comedian named Siddiqui, he gave me um, this tool of like basically sell yours. You want to come back to LA on a thousand. You know what I mean? You want to be, because everybody in LA that grew up in LA and, and being a part of this industry has already leveled up to be on nine and 10. So go somewhere else, build your name up, and then come back and sell yourself to LA. And that's exactly what I did. I went to school, hustled. I mean, I did the most, the the craziest jobs from, you know, from driving to PA and to, you know, art department to, I, I've, I think I've played every single position in film and TV other than, um, I think makeup is the only one, but I've done wardrobe, done everything else. But also, you know, these are all the tools that I put in my bag to be a great producer because, you know, when someone tells you that they need, um, you know, an another thousand dollars for nails, does that actually, you know, what nails are you using? <laughs> because <laughs> I know what nails we're supposed to be using on this this set and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's all those things that, that really, you know, kind of um, spark that interest of, of, of entertaining. But then also, you know, back in, from what I hear, that I've always been in front of the spotlight one way or another, um, just entertaining people with, with given knowledge. And, um, you know, I always like to explain the journey rather than like, you know, it's, it's my, it's my, it's my way. And we just leave it as, um, and we just not withholding information in the sense of like, like, no, I want you to, to know what the process is rather than, um, than, than just kind of, um, um, going into it blindly, especially, you know, to be honest, like especially with people of color in general in this industry, it's it's, it's one of those things where like we really want to hone in and navigate um, so that we can give this path for you know um, people of color and you know diversity across the board. You know when it comes to, to women and you know diversity is a, a, a broad term, but it, you know it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. What um so because. Because you have been involved in like all aspects of production, like what 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 was the thing that like constantly allowed you to like go from one role to another position to another position? Because you have some people where they'll just stay there, right? They're like, I'm an actress, I'm an actor, this is what I do. And then you have mm-hmm. some people where maybe they're it piques their their curiosity is just peaked, or maybe you have like some people where they they're just like they're presented an opportunity what mm-hmm. happened when you were just kind of involved in all aspects of production for you to like go to those different stations well you know originally i was told to pick a lane one way or another mm-hmm. and and um i just didn't believe that you know like i could i could walk and chew gum you know so like there's is I can do multiple things. Like I don't have to be in one box. And and you know, unfortunately, in this industry, they do like to put you in one box. But then, then you start to see these um, these these mavericks, you know, kind of balance out and and do multi multi things, you know. Because even like if you know, you were looking at our 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 big entertainers and things like that. Now everybody's into producing. 
because now they see that yeah. there's a bag there, you know, like, and, but why weren't we doing this, you know, a couple of years ago? Because it's, it's just now the knowledge is there that like, oh, wait, we could actually do something else rather than just being in one specific thing. Like I, I you know, and, and also um, for me, it's like also with ownership and like, not necessarily in a sense of power, but also, but in the sense of, um, um, of, of being able to control the destiny that I'm, 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 gearing for or the intentions that i'm gearing for is is really what the key is i think you know like because ownership is key in this game <laughs> yeah so it's like it's always you know uh, you know everybody wants to call it show business and all that kind of stuff but it definitely should be called business show because if there's no business then there's what? definitely no show you know that's that's oh, the, that's Vera. the that's the facts that is the true 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 facts and and you know don't let anybody else tell you not that that's not the truth <laughs> because you know when especially when it comes to the level of like um where as as you guys are saying even the responses you know what i mean like if there's no business then there's you know if, if, if that's the case then you should just make art in your house you know for yeah people around you <laughs> right yeah exactly but you know I, I think it's it's really interesting that you're saying that because you know this industry really thrives on people just being artists and not really paying mm -hmm. attention to the business aspect. I don't know if you've encountered that where people really want to keep you numb to the business because they know that there's money to be made and they can make it off people. And as long as they keep you in this just creative space, then you're really not awake to all of the opportunities that you can have in this industry because you're so focused on just being your artist self. And they, you put it on all these people, your managers, mm -hmm. like your manager's supposed to do this, my account's supposed to do that, right? But mm -hmm. it's really interesting though, that I've found in this industry that happens a lot, a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, just even like, I always measure it on the example of, of what, if someone tells you a number, for instance, right? That this is what you're, this is, this is what I'm gonna give you. You know, just um, like, then you actually know what the worth is because and knowing your worth is like the key element to this whole industry regardless of the situation you know mm -hmm. i mean just going back to going back to will um i was fortunate enough to work with david air and um on on bright and i remember there was a story that will told around uh, you know in a round table he was holding court and he was basically saying how he bet on himself in the sense of um um hitch and he was like you know industry didn't think that I was going to be able to make these numbers and, you know, to make a long story long, he was like, you know, $400 million later, you know, we, we did all right. So he's like, you know, always bet on yourself. And it was something that I always took with me, you know, uh, at, to the bank really, you know, and, and again, like even with my partners, Chris and David, um, David Aaron, and Chris Long um, of Cedar Park, they, they have, you know, sold into me so much, you know, across the board, and like truly in a sense of believing my vision of, of where we're going and how the industry's going and how we're moving and, and everything like that. But then also, you know, I mean, these guys are completely established, don't necessarily need me per se, you know, but also like, I think that we found a great balance between um, work and, and then also like, you know, I'm also a student of the game. Every day I'm learning. So it's like, it's always a new challenge every day that we, we you know, step on every meeting, every, everything, you know? 
Sometimes wow. I think I answered your question. No, you totally did. You totally did. And it's it's so interesting you start talking about um, Evergreen. So, and, and I think that's going to get me into our next question here. Oh, okay. okay. How, did you even, how did you even come up with the idea of starting your own production company, Evergreen? Oh, so, so um, you know, it, again, like it's, the relationship kind of started with Bright. Um, I was actually David Ayer's assistant on Bright. And, um, you know, while I was on Bright, I was actually producing a film called A Violent Man with Thomas, um, with Thomas Jones and, um, oh wait, I, just, I think it's just blanked on his name. So, yeah, Thomas Jones and, um, and I produced the movie while we were shooting Bright. So like, he was just like, man, this hustle in you is, is insane. So, you know, I'm starting the company. Um, I want you to be a part of it. So, you know, we kind of, we were building for the last like three years, basically. And I've always, you know, I'm always about ownership and things like that. And I was like, you know, I wanted to always do a partnership or a 50-50 venture with um, with a company or an entity that's that can elevate um, my ideas and projects and things like that that I already had on the table. So they were like, you know, you're in the lane of your own and with your connections and things like that and your agenda like we want to support that rather than take away from it. So how can we support this? And I was like, you know, I think that we should do a 50-50 venture and, um, you know, really balance out um, Cedar Park, not only Cedar Park, but also with Evergreen that, you know, it gives a little different flavor from what um, your typical David Ayer, Chris Long um, project. But at the same time, you know, we still stand by the same moral compass of like keeping it real, um, you know, hiring um, people of color in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, you know, um, having the authenticity that um, Cedar Park is known for and, you know, carrying it over into um, the slice of life films and TV series that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Wow. You brought up a really, cause that's one of my questions. Um, so you, you brought up earlier that you, were David Ayer's assistant and mm -hmm. you naturally have you naturally created that relationship. Um mm -hmm. the entertainment industry we all know is all about connections. Like if you don't know anybody, I'm sorry. <laughs> that. Yeah. Put it out there. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. We believe in keeping it real on here. We don't play yes. And um, I think the question that everybody wants to know is how did you build those, find and build those, um, those long lasting relationships where with people who share your same core values, who want to see you win, who want to see you um, elevate in the direction in which you want to, because like you said before, people can have a vision of your life, but you know that ownership and clearly generational wealth is your, mm -hmm. is your um within your purpose so how, how how do you how do you build and maintain those relationships you, you know i mean to be honest um it's it's really about the truth and like being honest about um being honest and being relentless on what your goals are you know like i never shied away like for instance, even sending my resume in, I never sent a, I didn't send a, uh, an assistant resume. I sent my producing resume. You know, I didn't shy away from my goals and, and aspirations and things like that. And it's like, um, and also I think, 
you know, being honest, like, like, as, um, you know, like, as, as I spoke to Tish before about these things, like, you know, I was in the business of fight, like finding financing for projects and, and that kind of catapulted, you know, own, um, being able to produce projects on my own, because I was noticing that there were so many different projects with people's names attached to it that weren't really attached to the project. And I was like, and so I was like, this is a facade in this industry where like, you know, in order to get the money for this, you need to have so-and-so and, and and it's almost like, well, let me get the money and then I'll go get them. And I was like, well, that, that's not what you're selling, you know? So, so with that, I was like, you know, I can't be in a position where my name is on the line and I don't have control over the actual um, product that we're actually talking about. Because, you know, again, like this town is smoke and mirrors for sure. And, you know, just to your point earlier of, of, um, of capitalizing on artistry, rather than capitalize on the business side of it. It's like, you know, because as an artist, you could, you could, you could sell your art. I think there's a, a, good, a great balance that you need to have is that you can sell your art, but then not sell your soul one way or another, you know, like, and have that balance between the two because without it, you, you know, and there's also like, it's a give and take, you know, there's never just been like, I just need to hand over everything. It's like, it's it's always trying to find that balance um, between that. But also, I mean, I think that fosters what the relationships are, you know, because being truthful and honest, and I mean, even I think I get that too much a lot of times is that I'm too honest about right. projects and, and like, why did you tell them that? And I'm like, well, they should know. So then they can, real make, they can really make the decision, but also it's a trust factor, you know? That's mm -hmm. where, if, if you really trust people in this game, you know, and, um, and have the relationships of trust. I think those are the key elements, you know, cause, cause that's what I want from a distributor. That's what I want from, um, you know, investors to be honest with them. Hey, look, you're only going to make a million dollars on this project and that's it. You know, like <laughs> you're only going to make $500,000 on this project. And, but if you're willing to go back with me, then let's build so that the next project is going to be even bigger than this one, you know? But the honesty, I think, and the truthfulness, you know, is also one of those core values of, you know, I like like to to keep that, you know, across the board, you know, even with family life and everything else that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So yeah. I know you're feeling our setup here, Daryl. <laughs> I'm 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 loving this. <laughs> we got the ticker going with the spot. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm like, going. So I'm you trying might to, <laughs> I'm trying to navigate. Uh, <laughs> people giving you comments, so you might I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I I didn't catch the name, but yes, definitely sell selling sell your art. I mean, not selling your soul with your art. That's that's the that's a key element, man. Like because because they'll ask for it. You know, like the yeah the business side of it doesn't have a conscience. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's true. <laughs> like we we think that this is you know, uh, and also business doesn't necessarily mean it, it needs to be fair. You know what I mean? It's all. It, this is why you hire. This is why we have lawyers. This is why right. we have, you know, business affairs. This is the reason why, you know, everybody's looking for the best deal for themselves. So knowing that going into it is is a key element, you know, because then then you're like, you know, I, I, if, if we're splitting dollars, then, you know, hey, let me get half. 
or let me get 75% because at the end of the day, I know what 75% of the work that I'm actually going to be doing, but then also you can value it and, and not devalue yourself because it's business, not necessarily, um, you know, a personal thing. And that's, I mean, that was, that was a big learn for me too, because uh, I was taking little things personal and it's not a personal thing. It's, it's literally <laughs> just the business of it. Right. It's we really, talk about that though. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we do. And it's, it's really just, um, it's interesting too, because, you know, uh, going back to the creative thing is people, they really thrive on the artist spirit in this mm -hmm. industry really thrive on, you know, things that are very personal to artists. And, you know, I'm working on that, working on a couple of projects with young artists. I'm like, oh, they're so, they're so wide-eyed. They're yeah. so wide-eyed. The, <laughs> the industry hasn't, they haven't hit them yet. They haven't like <laughs> taken their soul and their one project that they've been working <laughs> on for 10 years and just mm -hmm. saying, I'm gonna give you $5 for it. Be happy that it's being made, right? Yeah gotten there and, yet you know yeah no it's it's the truth because you know it's 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 like you know and and not to get too into um like beliefs and things like that but it's like also like you know church is still a business you know what i'm saying even if you're 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 at the core of it is still a business you know what i mean not necessarily right. the people that meet outside of it and things like that but like mm -hmm. it's still a business school is still a business you have to have people in here in order to enroll and things like that so you know taking looking at it as that aspect of it that you know that we're in we're in business not necessarily <laughs> it's not anything else you know what i mean and it's and and it's okay to it's okay to sell art that's what it is. You just want to sell art, but you don't want to sell your soul. Like, you know, sell the art of it. And there's a compromise. There's a compromise when it comes to business, but don't compromise when it comes to your art. And go with your gut. You know, I, I move off my instincts more than anything else. And, you know, that's that's also my instincts is I think has kept me alive, you know, in this as a black man in America also for all these years because of my instincts. So why would I fall back on anything right now? You know, it's just all about, um, yeah, trusting your instincts. Right, right. And yep. we, we talk about that a lot on, on the show, like just having, being, looking at your art as a business and not being afraid of contracts, not being afraid of lawyers, not being afraid mm -hmm. to just handle the logistics because a lot of times certain artists, they're just like, oh, we're just free spirited and we're going to do this. And they don't even look at it. Like even <laughs> and we even talk about it, even on a grassroots yeah. level, if you are filming a YouTube show or a short in your house, I don't care if it is a student film, everybody better have a contract. Absolutely. Or whatever and, and and another thing is it doesn't just guys like we say it just it doesn't just protect other people it protects you as well because even me and tish me and tish we have a business together we were okay i need you to sign this contract i need you to sign this contract yeah. we're forming this we're forming that and to us it was just second nature even though we're best friends it wasn't even a big deal because we understand that even it, it, it could even even not even be a personal thing. What if somebody wants it's to see not. my assets? I don't want her to be affected. I need it to of be prepared for the company. Yeah. So taking like yeah. taking the emotionality out of it and looking at it as business. It's not 
as cold because I think sometimes when you say that to an artist, it can just seem very cold. That's not what they're saying, guys. They're saying that yeah. there are pros and cons to it too. And sometimes it can be out of love and respect to handle your business up front. Ab absolutely. Because mm -hmm. it, it goes hand in hand. And the only reason why, you know, and I think it's a, a bigger thing, but also like the unknown is how you take advantage, right? You know, like in the sense of business. So if I don't, if I don't know what a contract's supposed to look like, then I'm going to shy away from it, you know? And that's, I mean, that's a thing that, you know, that blends with just a lot of different cultures in, in general, you know, and not, and again, saying cultures rather than races. It's like, you know, it's, it's definitely within the culture that, um, you know, we shy away from things that we don't know of rather than walking right into it and, and really diving into it. And, you know, I, I was not always privy to that. You know, I had to learn it myself that, you know, if, if because again, controlling your own destiny is like, you got to push, you, you gotta, you have to be that driving force. You have to be the train that's moving it forward. No one else is going to move that train for you. So like, so you might as well hit it um you might as well hit it head on and there's a there's a um there's a quote that um there's a quote from i think it was, it's from denzel then i don't want to fall backwards because i can't see what i'm going to hit if i fall backwards like i want to fall forward so i could see what i'm actually going to um hit so i could brace myself and things like that but i keep that mentality on everything that i'm doing because like if I, if I if I fail forward, you know, then I learn from the situation. So there's no real failure. It's always just a learning experience. And like, hey, I'm not supposed to do this this time. But at the same time, you know, if I'm paying a lawyer that is supposed to have my back and he does the wrong thing, then you know, someone gets fired. Like, and it's okay to let go and <laughs> and move on and and do what and you learn from there, you know. And and but it's all part of the process and and. And I wouldn't even, you know, I, I use the word failure loosely just in a sense of context, but like, you know, it's it's never really a failure. It's always a learning experience, you know, because it's there's this is we we make this or the industry likes to make you feel like it's life or death, you know. Mm -hmm. But we're we're making films, you know what I mean? It's 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 honestly a privilege, it's it's a um honor, it's a it's a way to share art, you know, but you know, it's it's completely different than marching in the streets or, you know, um, or, you know, even going to war or any of those type of things. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we have a privilege, a luxury when it comes to artistry, selling our art and, you know, expressing ourselves in that in that way. So, you know, it's it's not as intimidating as it should be mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah. And it's really it's really interesting that you're saying that as well, because I, what I find also is that artists really do depend on like the reason why people kind of sway away from wanting to have the conversation about business as well is because they think that someone else is supposed to do it for them. So they always say, oh, when I get a manager or when I get an agent or when I get somebody else. But at the end of the day, those people are only going to get you jobs. That doesn't it's not looking out for your overall well-being, you know, like. I'm, I have a manager and my manager does a tough job of like having a conversation that I don't want to have. Like I Absolutely. literally just don't want to have the conversation. So I'm like, you just have it for me, but that's still someone working for you. So at the end of the yeah. day, you're still a boss. Even when yeah. you're, you're still yes. the boss. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's, 
you know, and, and no offense to all the managers, agents, and everybody else in between that's, yeah. you know, but, but again, I think I always <laughs> measure on someone that's taking a percentage, that's how much percentage that they're going to do. So like if they're taking 10%, then they only going to do 10% of the work. So you got to do the, the 90% of the work and then get them to that point. So, you know, I wouldn't, you know, like, again, those, and again, like you, you get to the point where you build the relationship and everything like that. And then you have them come in and do the tough job, you know, when it comes to negotiations and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, like, if I, you know, and, and, you know, I, I love my management and everybody else, you know what I'm saying? But if I waited for managers, agents, lawyers, and everybody else in between, then I would be waiting at the unemployment line. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And the thing about it is, it's it's a it's a thing about nostalgia in this industry, right? It just looks mm -hmm. good. It's look. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't get a job by by yourself. Absolutely. But like, talk to my manager. No, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's and and also like, you know, and again, you know, not knocking any manager agents and all that type of stuff, but it's like, you know, we, we give a lot of power away, you know, and that's yeah. the, that's the thing as an artist, you give a lot of power away. And the more that we realize that we are the artists that actually control this thing one way or another, you know, there's, there's been plenty of projects that, um, you know, if, if I talk to my team, I mean, even that disagreements that we've had, even with Cedar Park and, and Evergreen, like sometimes I'll, I'll see something in the project that no one else sees. And I know that, you know, I know what the trajectory of this actress or actor is in the next 20 years compared to what they are right now. So it's like, exactly. so what am I investing in? Am I looking at, you know, am I, am I about the short-term game or the long-term game? Can I get a can I get a bigger actor in for this specific role in order for us to green light the film and then then go into you know the aspect of um of of filling in our artists, you know what I mean? So we can have right. that balance. And I think finding that perfect balance is is you know all, all what this industry is about. It's just it's really about balance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's very I think it's very difficult to find that balance because you got to find your team and you know, not everybody who comes mm -hmm. knocking at your door is your team. And it takes, sometimes it takes, you know, years for you to find the right people. Cause you got to wean through all the crazies, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, but even when you find your own team, it's, it's still a growing process. You know what I mean? Like I, it's like, I have two families, you know, I have a family at Cedar park and I have family at home. You know, and I still have to balance out the life of, of both, you know, because, um, you know, my wife, Glenda L. Richardson, she is a, a writer, super, super, super talented writer. So she has her own trajectory in, in life, you know what I mean, um, in her career and, and her her aspirations and things like that. So it's like, you know, sometimes our, our visions align and other times they don't. But, uh, but it's the same type of relationship, you know more intimate obviously but like you know it's 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 different but at the same time it's um it's it's all about the relationship and balancing that relationship mm -hmm. we we got a comment guys um someone says it can be discouraging i definitely agree <laughs> I, you know but i mean there is also a question before <laughs> that that said um, what types of projects inspire you yeah oh um so you know um Honestly, 
all, you know, um, um, no specific um, ones. Shout out to Linda L. Richardson for asking your question. She's silly. <laughs> That's my boo right there. That's my boo, yeah, girl. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, um, so, um, honestly, projects that um, that that are visceral, you know, that, that kind of speak to your soul one way or another, you know, they they have to have um, they have to have all the elements that that obviously, you know, there's the business side of it. They need to make some some money and things like that. But also, you know, I like to structure the company and everything on the merit of like we have tentpole projects, but then we also have um, you know, independent projects and the tentpole project um, affords you to do the independent projects that give you a little bit of a gamble. Um, you know, specifically, like I'm all about um, um, taking projects um, specifically that were written for um, um, not necessarily for people of color and putting people of color in those positions of where because we don't get all the scripts, you know, to be frank, we don't get all the scripts that 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 been circled around. So it's like, you know, and and it's it, the industry starting to change a little bit now. But at the same time, you know, we're still far away from from where, you know, when there's no description on what this person looks like and things like that in the script. So um, really just, you know, going back to the question, which is probably going to me later be like you didn't answer my question um but <laughs> <laughs> um, um projects that really really speak to my soul you know um yeah. one way or another that make me laugh from the soul make me um cringe you know when it comes to a horror or when um but you know i don't i don't like to put myself in a box of like genres or any of those type of things like i i really like to rock with everything Mm. And I I did do a little bit of research on you, of course, um, and I saw <laughs> that the repeated theme of um, creating content uh, that included diversity and inclusivity of all people, of all cultures, and I, I've heard that that in all, everything that you're saying tonight, um, how are you really able to push that forward? Because people say that. Um, but sometimes yeah. that can be hard to actually like produce that. Um, yeah. I, I see you. I see you doing some of those things. So how are you able to do that? Because we have all of these things going on with racial injustice and all of these these celebrities and different people in enter entertainment coming out and talking about. Look, listen. This is what we've been going through. But I really think that the industry is changing, and someone mm -hmm. like yourself being in a position where like you're pushing uh, the narrative for inclusivity and diversity. How are you really tangibly doing that? Cause that's exciting. Um, you know, to be honest, it's like you, you have to be able to say no, you know, um, and, and turn down options that might sell, might be more lucrative in a sense of business wise for the, the um, for the diversity aspect of it. You know, I mean, because we're still catching up when it comes to um, like, quote unquote, selling uh, like in a sense of um, giving an example of like um, 
people of color selling overseas and all those kind of things. And, you know, um, when it comes down to the business and it's like, you know, um, I just read something that was very interesting that, you know, I'll share is that originally they said that the reason why, um, um, things did not sell or didn't cross over is because of like, um, most of the movie theaters were actually in malls and they wanted to keep people of color out of the malls because of that, would lead into stealing or any of those type of things, all these, you know, nonsense kind of things, but that's where it originally kind of, um, kind of stemmed from. And from that kind of led into like, oh, we're not going to pick up these people of color films. And it did not necessarily translate, um, when it comes to the overseas things, because most of the movie theaters were actually in strip malls originally. So wow. like with that, you know, knowing these, that knowledge of like, oh, wait, it's not, it's not necessarily um, a thing where people are trying to keep, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to think that people are trying to keep us out or, um, you know, keep diversity um, from not happening. I think that people are trying to embrace it and people are trying to um, move forward with it, but they just, they also, you know, it's a lack of knowledge because mm. a lot of times I'll introduce an artist to someone um, that honestly, they, you know, they've been working in this industry for, I don't know how many years. And, and they're like, wait, I've never heard of that person before. Because also, you know, I don't think it's um, a personal thing, but also like, like myself, I watch things with people of color. So and not that I don't watch Friends and other shows that don't have people of color, but also watch everything, you know, so but also, but if that's your preference, you know, and you're not watching these things where, you know, people are really putting in work, then um, you definitely are just not, um, just not preview to a lot of these different actresses and actors that um, could push the agenda. But also like, I think also you have to make a conscious decision to like mine for these artists, you know, and really, really, really get, um, you know, when it comes to DPs and when it comes to, behind the camera becomes to um, to writers in the writer's room and all those kind of things. Like we're out here. It's just about finding them and literally putting them in a place where they could win, you know, and put them in positions where they could um, push, push this thing forward. Um, you know, there's a project um, that I, I, I'm not going to announce um, here specifically because we we have we're going to do an exclusive announcement when it comes out in deadline and right. I'll definitely let you guys know but um there's you know some artists that are there and I'm like you know these artists have been putting in work for years you know <laughs> or I, I, just giving an example like Regina King you know like now she's she's winning awards and things like that but you know she's been putting in work since 227 mm. you know so it's just about um, getting on those platforms in order to for people to see you and that's my whole goal is to put these people on these platforms and making sure that you know if, if you don't know about it and then also I think there's a balance between like having unknown artists quote unquote um, and then also pairing them with with um, artists that that are possibly known so then they have the opportunity not only for these these other artists to get to know these artists and then you know kind of balance it that world out. I think it just, again, like going back to balance is that it's finding the balance between the give and take and, um, and, and really, you know, zoning in on that. Mm. Mm. I think I answered the question. You did. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. It felt like I was, 
You went and, full circle. <laughs> no, you did. It's just, you know, you hear not just in the entertainment industry, in in all these industries, you always mm. hear like we're pushing diversity, we're pushing inclusion, we're especially yeah. now with like everything that's happening and you know, the Karen's and everybody, everybody's like, oh, you know, we're not that type of organization. Um, and so you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean like a diversity training like we've all been going to? Does <laughs> right. that mean, right. like, Hire like one person, um, yeah. you know, and you say we're we're including everybody, or you know, are you really like you said? There there are people out there in whatever industry. Are you really saying this is a person that maybe they didn't go to an Ivy League, but they went here um, because maybe they didn't have wealthy parents, and this person has just as much experience and can be at this company? You see the same issues in tech right now. Mm -hmm. where a lot of Absolutely. people are like, oh, you know. Uh, that these people don't have because tech is a predominantly white dominated field. And what a lot of people don't understand yeah. is there, most of our money right now is in tech. Like, you know, people making like out of college base uh, $300,000, $200,000 a year. So, you know, you have people being like, oh, well, we don't know if they can do the job. Yeah, there are black people or people of color, <laughs> Latin, whatever, people who come from different lower socioeconomic brackets who can do this job. But it's just art, like you said, are you giving them a fighting chance? And with you and Tish being producers, like you said, pushing the DPs of, of color or from whatever marginalized group to the front or underrepresented group to the front, um, is so important. So you answered the question. I just want to oh, say, as you know, people did. <laughs> and, 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 also, and also just to add on to that, um, you know, I got to give a shout out to um, um, Cedar Park for, for pushing that because, you know, again, you know, with Chris and David, um, Chris and Chris, and, Chris, and, David Aaron, Chris Long, they, um, they, they saw firsthand how the industry kind of treated me coming in, even with their names behind me, you know, and they were just kind of appalled. Like, you know, I see that, you know, that Gabrielle's movie just made X amount of dollars and blah, blah, blah. I see it as a very lucrative um, investment. You know what I mean? Like just in the sense of numbers wise. And, and I think also that's the thing that we, we tend to not pay attention to is that, um, and again, Tish knows all about this when it comes to the numbers wise, is like domestically, how much are we spending to how much we're actually making? And when you go across the board, we're not losing on any platform, you know what I mean? One way or another, it's just about like, we're not make, if we're not making the astronomical numbers when it comes to a hundred million dollars the first week or whatever it may be, that's, but still, if if I gave you you know one point five million dollars and you gave me a return of ten million dollars, then that's a win, you know. Right. Even on a smaller level, that you know the investors are happy, everybody's happy. So it's 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 long. It's it's also um, managing those expectations too. You know, like everything is not going to be a huge blockbuster. Everything is not going to be these things, but also finding that lane of um, of of where we kind of all fit in. But it's really interesting because, you know, a, I'm a person who comes from a really um, institutional background. And if I were to invest in a regular company and they give me $10, <laughs> then that's a win, right? Oh, this company mm -hmm. made a profit, right? My, minus whatever the, you know, the negative margins are. But in the industry, there's this 80-year-old model that they yeah. have. 
you know, where, <laughs> where they yeah. have negative costs. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, I just remember I had talked to an auditor who was an auditor for the studio once. It was so interesting. I might bring them on the show if they'll come on the show, but <laughs> it was like an auditor. And he was just told me, he told me, he was like, you know, we have our own audit system at the studio and we're just going to, they, they put him in a trailer in the back. That no one can find him. <laughs> it was so yep. hilarious. It was also yeah. hilarious. And I'm saying this to say that $1.5 million are profitable when they make $10 million. What Absolutely. happens is that the studio takes all these negative costs and, you know, it makes it unprofitable. So the way that they can make it profitable is say $100 million so they can give you two. I mean, Absolutely. It, it's that's what they do. They make $100 million just to give you $2 million and say you did something. Yep. And um, if you don't own your own company and you can get, you know, bonuses and points with the studio and all those things, you know, um, then you will find yourself always being in a negative. Always. Absolutely. Always being Absolutely. in a negative. So it's really interesting that you were talking about like how the, the studio and, and how the industry really defines what success is because they create the formula. Like, well, of course, I mean, formula. I mean, I mean, you know, and, and, and not being on the side of like the studio and things like that, but I mean, in the sense of business wise, yeah, it makes sense for them. You yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. how they, it's how they yeah. function as the business. So it's like, you know, I'm all about, finding a way to work in the system, not necessarily yeah. reinventing the wheel, you know what I mean? But right. I think there's a balance between working in the system and then working outside of the system because right. there's always a new way, you know, you always put new rims on that, on that, um, on that wheel, you know, and they might sparkle a little differently and a different way that you, that, that they're presented, but at the same time, we can still function together. And, yeah. you know, and that's that's always been the mentality to kind of work within the system rather than away from the system. And, you know, everybody has their own way of, of doing it, yeah. you know, one way or another. But I, I prefer to work within the system because I just feel this, like the struggle is, is, is just the struggle is real trying to um, to be outside of the system and almost creating a new system. You know, and I think that if we find a way to take the old system and then move it and maneuver it for us, you know, um, and the future to, to present a different way of, you know, selling films and things like that. And, you know, all these platforms have, have been great about it. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of the wild west right now, which I'm excited about, you know, there's, there's yeah. so many different ways to cut that pie and it's about finding, the way that you do cut that pie and 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 what it tastes like. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's interesting. Interesting. You need to come up with your own like uh, YouTube, social media, yeah, crazy world changing platform. Because that's the only way the industry think about it. That's the only way the industry changed is because of Absolutely. social media. They had to adjust Absolutely. for Netflix. They had to adjust for Amazon. You know, that was the that was the game changer. That was it's, the game changer. So it's, it's, so it's always look at the oh sorry. Right, go ahead. No, go oh ahead, no, go. I was gonna say I always look at the music industry. I always feel like the music industry is a little bit further than the um the film industry when it comes to these things. And you look at the trends of the music industry and how that's kind of shifted. And now you look at all the different artists, you know, basically owning their art 
you know, mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of things. It's like following those trends of what the industry did, you know, and again, self-promotion, ownership. If there's other right. ways to make money, if you can make money off of merch, you can make all these different right. avenues and facets of, of, of finding funding things, then you could really focus on your artistry without compromising because then you're not looking for a paycheck. You're looking for, oh, I just want to drop this cool art. That right there. That right there. <laughs> that right there. You actually answered my question because oh. I was going to say, what advice would you give to uh, filmmakers now that we are in the wild, wild west and Ooh. so many things have changed? What advice would you give? But I think you literally just I mean, nail. And and also, you know, not being a, you know, um, not listening to anybody, you know, taking everything as a grain of salt, you know, mm-hmm. because because it worked out for so and so that way, it doesn't mean that it worked out for you this oh way. So right, you gotta you gotta definitely yeah. follow your own path and move in your own direction and, and trust yourself. You know, your instincts again, your instincts are key. You know, I think they come from a higher being. And you know whatever people believe in one way or another, but I think that your instincts are what fuels you in order to know what's right or wrong. It's the reason why you go right or left, you know. So trust your instincts, you know. Trust your gut. If the deal doesn't feel right, then walk away. You know, it's it's simple. There's another one on the, around the corner, and you just gotta build it and move away. You know, it, it's 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 definitely out there. So you know, always trust yourself and um, and always believe in yourself um, because you know. People, um, <laughs> if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. You got to, it always has to start with you. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, you, I was like, yeah, I think you'd be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Drop in Dems. Drop in Dems. Yeah, um, you better, you better trademark that. Like, I mean, literally, I was like, look at that pie. Yes. I mean, that, that's like. Like, that's almost along the lines of like a Gary V quote, you know? You know, you know how like Gary Vee is always saying something and people are like like they quote it like it's the Bible. That's yes. that's fine. You should you should you should um, that. I mean, I mean we could we could go in on it together. You know what I'm saying? Like let's, let's go in <laughs> on it. Partnering, guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, and and that's the uh, just another another thing before, you know, um as another thing of advice is that also that you know, you just going back to pie, right? But that, you know, there's also multiple, there's that pie is huge. You know what I mean? Don't ever mm-hmm. think that because you're only getting a 10% of that pie right now, you're not going to get a hundred percent of that pie later on. You know what I mean? Sometimes it is it, you, you think that you're getting like, you you know, but, it, but again, if you have a goal and steps and things like that, it might take a little bit to get to that point where you could have that whole pie because the first time, you know, you might only eat, it's like trying, trying it. You know what I mean? You only have a slice of it and you're like, Oh, I want to see how this thing kind of works out the next time you get a little bit more. And the next thing you know, you sitting in front of the TV with the whole pie <laughs> and you're like, okay. In the mansion, in you know wherever you feel like living, depending on what happens in the election. <laughs> We're also a big believer in ten percent of ten businesses over here on this podcast. Mm. You know, mm. we're mm-hmm. huge, huge believers in financial principles over here. Mm-hmm. The artists that you know, ten businesses. You know, ten percent. If five or six go bad, guess what? You still got four. 
Yeah, you you, you're speaking my language. And we believe in investing in businesses that do well in both a good and bad economy, diversify because some, like you said, depending upon this election, you know, I'm sorry, but maybe you should have some investments in things that aren't in, in, in entertainment. I've been thinking about that even myself, like looking at just the our climate in our the mm-hmm. climate in our country. It's just like, yo, I see now why Robert Kiyosaki is like diversify. It's nothing wrong with that, you know? Because, yeah. and the thing about it is, is um, you you spoke about it earlier. It's not just culturally. Um, it's not just tied to your ethnicity. I even think culturally can even mean whether you grew up with money or without money. There are certain Absolutely. Things wealthy people are taught, like you said, about failure. Failure to them doesn't mean losing. Failure to them means learning. It means I'm taking yeah. forward in the right direction uh, to where I want to be. So there's just a mindset shift. We talk about that a lot here, a mindset shift that has to happen. But you know, there are certain things we weren't taught that. We weren't taught, hey, if, if the economy changes, you can go over here. If the economy changes, you can go over here. Um, have have 10, 10 businesses together. Like, you know, invest with people, partnership, mm-hmm. collaborate. Don't compete. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody else goes to Yale and Dartmouth because they're like, we want all you guys to come together and partner. And we don't Absolutely. learn that, but we, we no. can learn it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's my business model to 110% when it comes to film and TV and, uh, and just like, I don't, it seems like I'm crazy when I got, you know, 10 projects cooking at once, but it, at the same time, if I'm diversifying, I don't necessarily have to bank on one, you know, um, and, and I could let something else do the, do what it's going to do. But then again, you know, 10% of 10 projects, we're, we're doing okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. That's that's really the name. And, and we talk about but diversifying. I, I can't remember. We talked about this a little bit last season, but there was an actor I talked to and I said, darn, she was from um, Living Single. Can't remember mm-hmm. her name. I think it was oh, Kim. Kim. Yeah, it was, Kim, it was Kim. Kim. But she was, I was like, yeah. how are you still like thriving in the industry? How are you thriving? And she was like, I got books. Like I sold books. I mean, I'm I'm doing yeah. all these things. And I'm like, oh, she was like, Yeah, that's the only way you can make it in the industry is by having all these different things. I mean, she had a lot of things going on. And I was like, wow. She was at conferences and books and but you got you have to as an art like an artist entrepreneur, okay? Mm-hmm. As an artist mm-hmm. entrepreneur out here, you have to find ways that maybe if your plan A doesn't work out. You got a plan. Absolutely. And, you know, you spoke about that a little bit earlier, Daryl, just how like everybody wants to be a producer. But you when we were um, back backstage, um, just talking (laughs) about (laughs) talking about how you you were on set as an actor and you just you, you, you just all of that dead time, you just couldn't sit still that you wanted to be productive doing things. I look at diversifying as as that. It's like, okay, I'm not just going to do one thing, but I'm going to do all of these things, which ties back into what you said about not letting anybody put you in a box. People, the industry, they do. They want to tell you like, oh, well, you're, you're a director or you're an actor or mm-hmm. you're a writer. 
or even you do two things. You're 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 an actor. You're a, a writer director, or you're an actor director. No, I'm whoever I want to be, which is what you you said, and yeah. that to me is diversifying. It's not like you said rocket science. It's not reinventing the wheel. That is diversifying because you're saying that I have this industry. I'm going to be all anything and everything that I that I so that I can thrive and succeed. You know, so. I just, it's, it's a mindset. Absolutely. Shift. It's just a little shift. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I like to look at like the business model of octopus. Like, you can have that core thing that actually, um, that, you know, pays the bills, right? And that's like the mm -hmm. brain of the octopus. But you have these tentacles that you could take chances on. Mm -hmm. And let's say it doesn't work off, you could cut off the tentacle and then you keep moving. But the, the brain still is where, you know, things are kind of grounded in. In, in that sense. So like, you know, there's there's a bunch of aspirations that I, you know, um, are trying to achieve from here on out, but it's it's all about basically taking, starting with the production side of it and then moving into other, you know, diversifying those things, you know, and, and being um, multifaceted and in, in, in all different, um, because again, the industry likes to put you in a pigeonhole because they want to, because they have to sell you as something. And that's the other thing too. Right. It's like to know, like, it's not necessarily like I'm trying to hold you back. It's more like I have to sell you as something. So what are you? You know what I mean? So then, so it's okay to lean into like, I'm a writer or I'm a producer or I'm a director the time being, but keep your goals and your aspirations and everything else hidden and then present them at the right time. So then, you know, and timing is everything. So it's, it's just making sure that you're able to have, um, uh, you know, knowing, knowing you, you know what I mean? You got to know yourself and knowing what you want and, and, and really know every time that you walk into a room that you know what you want in this room. And you know what you want out of this interview. You will know what you want out of these things so that you're going in there with that intention and um, and then you're not leaving without it for the most part. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's it's so interesting that you said that about, um, um, you know, doing what you need to do in secret because it's, it's very interesting when you meet people who they haven't had any, and I'm not trying to say success, but they don't have like a body of work or they're working on things and I'm like, and I tell them, I was like, you know, continue to work on it, you know, continue working mm -hmm. on what you're doing because if you create something, let that be the surprise for everybody. Like, don't try to impress me by saying, this is what I can do. Like really build yourself in secret. So when it comes out and you're doing really well on it, like, like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, I don't want to know like every aspect of a person while they're working on it. I really want to see the best part of you when you get there, you know, because or, you're going to be able or to- Or what you're hired for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you have to be able to do the job first. You know what I mean? Like exactly. before you introduce yeah. everything else. I didn't walk into David's office like, I need to be a producer on this project. No, that's, that's never been the case. It was like, no, no, no. Make sure you do this right. And then we can work on, you know, again, right. short term. It's never the short term game. And if you, you chase a short-term game, then you're in the wrong game. You know, it's yeah. not. It's, it's definitely not about the um, short term. 110%. No, I, 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 um, I'm 
with you on that, man. I'm with you. You got to be in this game for the right reason because it's going to wear you down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because your moral code is is your key element. You know, I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to come into the game a little bit later in the sense of like after going to college and, and really kind of diving into this. So I knew who I was originally. So then, you know, it, it definitely, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily swayed one way or another to be like, I need to be this way in order to do this. Like I was already a, a grown human being, you know, to know what I wanted and what I wanted to do. So it was a lot easier, I think for, for, for me, but again, like knowing who you are and what's your moral compass and what you want out of life is the key element to move into this game because that's what's going to be tried. That's always going to be the first thing that comes for you. But, you know, that's that's also, you know, it's coming up in the neighborhood. That's the same thing that you you get in, in that space. You know what I mean? Like people are going to try you for X, Y, and Z, and then you got to be able to navigate that system, you know, and, 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 and again, just trusting that gut. You know, I can't, I can't express yeah. that. I can't stress that more is that, you know, trusting your instincts and sticking to your guns. So I want to I want to ask this question because we are talking about being opportunity ready out here. So, mm -hmm. you know, what are some core things and maybe in your way you can talk about what makes sense for you? What are some core things that you do think that um, people need to do out there just to be like just to get ready? Like just, you know, maybe some very logistical, practical mm. things that they can actually do to get ready for their next opportunity. And it doesn't have to pertain to like a writer or a director, but just maybe some practical skills. Um, be, um, um, be a student of the game, you know, um, that you're always learning from everyone. It doesn't matter who the person is. It could be the highest person on the call list, or it could be the um, the, the 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 you know the PA on the call list, or the assistant, or whatever it may be. You're always learning, always observing um, information. When I first came out here, and um, well, first came yeah, first came to LA. Like I lived in the library. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know anything about because the things I'm always I'm always like my always uh, my I always go to that. If I don't know something that, or if people are not talking about it, then there's, there's some type of hidden jewel in that thing. So like coming out here, when it comes to being a producer, no one tells you about distribution. They always tell you how to get project made. So the first thing I did was go to the library, there's free books, sit in there and just take notes on, you know, I knew how to study obviously from college. And it's like, so, you know, you just studied and learned and, you know, um, you know, and I, what's funny enough is that I'm finding that as a, a thread that is all the successful people that I'm meeting in this industry, they've taken on, they were like, okay, cool. This is what people are telling me, but let me go find out for myself. And let me actually see, mm -hmm. you know, let me read up on this. Let me do all these things um, from mentors to, to across the board is that basically you have to be, you have to study your craft um, inside and out to the point where, when you do meet the lawyer, doctor, you know, I mean, lawyer, doctor, lawyer, um, agent, blah, 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 that you know what you're talking about. So then you can't be swayed one way or another because you already know what the numbers are. You already know what these things are. Every time that I go into a distrib distributor, I'm looking for them to tell me a lie. 
you know, because I already know what the, I've already crunched the numbers. I already know what these things are. So then I know that if you're full of um, mess or you're, you're telling the truth because right. if, if you're telling the truth, then, you know, then I know that, and that's also, you know, the business aspect of it is, um, right. but I think um, going back to your um, specific question is that you definitely have to just own in on your skills, whatever those things are, uh, 110%. Like um, to be a professional in general, you have to be the best of your field. You know what I mean? One way or another. So that's across the board when it comes to sports, when it comes to producing, mm -hmm. when it comes to film, comes to acting, comes to writing, director, be the best. So that when you walk into that room, you know that, ain't you know, nobody's messing with me. It might not be the right thing for me. Um, you know, I attribute Nate Parker when I was in my acting um, acting days, I studied with Nate Parker and he told me um, one of these things that just really stuck with me. He was like, basically, you never want to get mail that's not yours, you know, because you mm -hmm. can't cast that check. So if it doesn't have your name on it, and that means that it's just not meant for you. It's not that you didn't give 110% or nothing like that, but make sure that you know that your check is coming. So, you know, to so you gotta, you, just knowing that you gotta be you every single time that you walk into a room, you gotta be, um, you know, not to compromise yourself, but also like the keys of studying, 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 yeah. like there's day and night, not and not just studying one facet of the industry, but studying all the things. Like um, a friend of mine that's an actress, I'm like, you know, you should start looking into producing. Like, what is the aspects of producing? Because it's not just a vanity thing. If you really want to make the change that you really want to make in this industry, you should definitely learn how to do the thing. Because if not, they're just going to put you on as a vanity. You know, it's not going to be you really producing this project hands on and things like that. Because then, you know, they'll, people will tell you anything. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's really interesting that you're saying because one of the things that I talk about in my book, um, FYI, just throwing that out there. Oh, look at that. Uh, shot, shot out to the book. I didn't know there yeah. was a book. I got, yeah. where's the link? Where's the link? I see it coming across right here. What, one of the, <laughs> coming soon. So one of the things that I talk about in my book is that the artist is not limited by the talent that they have, you know? Absolutely. Like you have multiple skills and your skills can be tangible things that you are actually doing. So what you're talking about is not just learning how to be the best artist, but also learning to be the most skilled person. Skilled, and yeah. that skill can, can extend beyond your art, you know? Absolutely. Beyond your art. And maybe that means that you're the best business person because you just learned a new skill. Maybe now Absolutely. you're the best technical person because you learned a new skill. Like whatever that that is, like you're really good at, that's not just your acting. Cause I, I, I saw this thing on Chad Chadwick Bozeman was a was a teacher. He was a teacher, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, he he was a really good teacher. And now I was looking at all these things on him and um, one of the students, they were talking about how he really encouraged and inspired them through his teaching, not through his acting. And I thought about that. Yeah. And I, I wonder if he would have just been like, you know what? I can't do nothing else but my acting, <laughs> you know, like, but, but it, it's something about, I think it's also something about knowing that his, when I, when I listened to that, knowing that his teaching 
led to him having the life that he's having right now because he always wanted to be a teacher, not just an actor. He always, everything that he he did, he always wanted to teach people. So I say that to say to artists is because you have to be extended beyond your art. Like there's, you know, I I think of an artist as a transmedia component, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, have Mm -hmm. your art, but there's so many different facets of you that you can put out there that is not just limited to what you are as a talent. Um, and, and, he, and it adds on to it. Yeah. Not to cut you, not to cut you off, but it adds on to you. What, what you're selling as an artist is all those things that make you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, I might be selling a specific product, but really what you're buying into is me. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're, you're not selling, you're not buying into like my, my product might stand for something, but really you're buying the brand. You know what I mean? When it, when it boils yeah. down to it, this is the reason why, this is why they try to put you in a box of what, what you're selling because it's all right. brand management. It's not, it's never, um, you know, and, and again, like to, to what you were saying is also that I think that you should sow into yourself to be that good of person. Like we always forget about the, like, to actually just being a good human is yeah. also a thing where, um, you know, um, that people want to work with you. A lot of times, you know, right. we will hire people that might not have all the experience in the world, but I don't mind being around them for 15 hours. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's a personality thing too, you know, and it's, and it's, and, and it's also, you know, what's kind of similar. And that's why I think also with the diversity thing is that, you know, it's also a cultural thing, you know, when it, when, when we're sharing different cultures and things like that, like it's, you know, I feel comfortable around certain people. And then other, other times I don't feel comfortable around certain people because, you know, more cultural than it is in a sense of race or any of those type of things. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's finding, it's finding that balance. But I also think that translates also when, when what we watch and all that kind of stuff. So it's like kind of staying in that lane, but then also um, broadening that lens, you know, one way or another. I think also, too, it's really important to know your purpose, because with Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman, his purpose was to encourage and to motivate. And he did that Absolutely. in his capacities. And so when you're talking about branding, when you're talking about um, learning your different skills, we all have a purpose and we can carry it mm-hmm. out in ways. And that's where the skill comes into play. But it's really just tied into purpose. like. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who you are, then you don't know where you're going. I mean, um, and, and, tying, and tying and tying and tying um, into what you just said earlier too. I remember reading How to Win Friends and Influence People like maybe five years ago, and it talking about that. It said that um, people hire people. Um, it's like seventy percent based off of how likable you are and 30% off of your actual skill set. That is a fact that people will hire people that they like to work, that you will make more money based off of your, based off of your personality and your Mm likability than your actual skills. And I thought Mm -hmm. that that was so profound. And I mean, you just literally like verified it um, by what you said earlier, but it's true. Like, you don't want to work on set with somebody for 15 hours if you don't like them. But also, too, like, just think about it. Like, in America, you spend eight hours or more, regardless of what at, what industry you're in, at work. Mm-hmm. Like, you spend more time Absolutely. at work than you do with your family. So, yeah, absolutely. 
and yeah. especially in our industry, like, you know, cause there's, yeah. there's been times where, you know, you're all set for, feels like 24 hours. And then, and depending on the time that you're going in, it's more, mainly time to come in and sleep. So you're right. not actually seeing, you know, family members for months and things like that, especially if you're on location and the whole nine, but like, yeah, it's, it's, because and that's the the thing that um you know I I definitely learned from David is like like making sure that when you're going to make these projects that you you definitely make sure that your your core and your like almost that you're starting a new family you know what I mean one way or another because all I mean at, at the end of the day films television you're building a business to sell it right that's all it is, is buying is make, building a business so you want to build the best business that you could possibly build and then you sell it to a distributor the same thing that you know uh, across a lot of different um um industries are doing in general you know you build a business and then um and then you sell it you know it's not it's it's not it's, it's more black and white than it is you know when it when it comes to um when it comes to this rather than it being um um you know very convoluted and, and really, really deep to it. You know, it's like, no, like, it's just business, you know? Yeah. <laughs> who, who do I hang with? Who do I get along with? It's, you know, it's almost like high school, but on another level. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it, it totally is like high school um, with, with, with a, a, a pumped up version of nostalgia. Cause yeah. <laughs> like, it, gets, it gets deep, man, it gets deep. Absolutely. And the egos get deep. Oh, I mean, the egos. That's that's that's. I think that's the element of destruction right there. With when it comes to the egos, because it's like ego. Ego makes you make decisions that you would normally not make. Mm. You know what I mean? And and in business, it's like you can't have a. You can't, you know, again, just talking more about business than I am talking about the actual film business, you know, film industry. It's like, it's still business. So like, you know, the ego would definitely, definitely um, gear you to go the wrong way. <laughs> but you can talk about that. You want to know why? Because you were opportunity ready and you made a business venture off of minds. So then therefore, therefore you are an expert now. Can we, can we, can we give a, a, a hand clap to the expert? Yes. Oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> There you go. Tonight, it's just like, so we're coming close to the end of the podcast. So I really do want to ask you this question that I think is going to be our new end of the question. Now, it's a really good question. What's your mantra for getting your mindset right and staying motivated? What is your mantra? Your your life's anthem. It can be a song and even a phrase you say or think oh okay 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 um um well you know um jay-z is one of those people that i do look up to as a businessman so um you know the um i will not lose aspect i mean that quote definitely um reigns with me but also difficult takes a day and impossible takes a week so those two things i think are um are those two aspects that I always, you know, like, we'll figure it out. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's just about figuring things out. Um, also, I think a motivating factor is um, um, just that 
also uh, put prioritizing things, you know what I mean? Because again, we're doing in order to make these films and things like that. We're, but really my real job is to be a great husband and father, you know? And then after that, then we can work into everything else, you know? So it's really about being, being good at that job at home is more important than me being, you know, on top of my game when it comes to everything else. And it almost is a driving motivator for that because, you know, at the end of the day, it's family. You know what I mean? When it, when it, especially when it comes to me, you know, it's it's definitely more about family than it, you know. And this is what I do this for, really. You know, we could any any profession I think that anyone does, it's like to have that balance between life and um and work is is really the key element. Because then at the end of the day, what are you, what are you chasing? You know, like everyone's trying to get the bag. I get it, but then if you don't have the bag to spend it with somebody, then you know, it, it it's kind of not necessarily worthless because I think you still could benefit a little bit, but at the same time, I think that, you know, it's a lot fun. It's a lot more, it's not more funner. Oh, she's going to kill me for that one. Yeah. Um, it's, gonna be, <laughs> more fun, more fun. it's a lot more funner for, um, <laughs> with that, with, with people. Um, and again, family, you know, whatever you, family in general, you know, and that family could be extended to friends and everybody else. And, you know, but, but definitely making sure that, um, that thing at home and being a good person, I think is, is way more important than, you know, anything else when it comes to this industry to, to be a hundred percent with you guys, you know, I, I think I would, I would rather be a good person than honestly be, and, and be a good businessman. <laughs> at the end of the day oh my gosh that's really you know I'm, and the, the thing about it is is that you know uh when, when we talk about overall in business how many people in this industry and i look at it and i observe all the time they have like all this money but they've been through like 12 marriages they yeah. you know they they're, they're, and and i also look at people as an example, who have not been happy or they've taken their life or, and this is the reason why we kind of started our podcast too. And we, we started motivating mm -hmm. people because we saw artists where they were super talented or they were super successful, but it was something that's just, it just wasn't fulfilled. So we want to also try to motivate our artists out there to find what your core values are. You know, the thing that really yeah. just drives you, whatever your core value is, that thing that means important that's really important to you and have that be your motivating um you know have that be your motivation uh to do what it is that you do in this industry because when it's gone or when it's done and an applause and the curtain closes you still got to have something there for you so you, you still got to deal with that person in the mirror Got to deal with that person, man. You can't can't hide you know? it. You can't hide it. <laughs> so oh I rather God. I rather sell myself as 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 me rather than selling myself as something else that's not me. You know, because at the end of the day, I gotta live with I gotta live with myself and then you know the people that live with me. So like you gotta make sure <laughs> that you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure that you 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 are you and gonna continue to be you because that's what. That's what that's what makes a difference in this industry, honestly. If you look yeah. at any of our our people that are, you know, these mavericks that have paved the way for us, we, you know, we talked about Chadwick, we, you know, from from everybody across the board, it's all about um, them selling themselves as themselves first to you 
before yeah. they sell, you know, the art of it. The art is just a like a a a a, a, a by factor or um or, or something that that comes after the fact. You know what I mean? Is is really but but it's all about you and what you're selling and you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. And you know, and we're gonna talk a lot, guys, about branding this season. So I'm very excited because that goes into branding. It does. It does. Yeah. You are you are your brand. You are your brand. So we're gonna 110 <laughs> percent We're gonna get into that this season. We have a lot of great coming um people coming on this season, and we're so excited that you were able to stop by the podcast and our little our little setup. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is this has been absolutely great. Um, you know, navigating my eyes navigating. Um, I think that two. COVID in itself was a gift because we're all forced to sit. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, oh man. That was a y'all see we got other guests coming in. No, like my um on this little video that we had on the side over here. Guys, you know, I'm still working on my technical know-how and whatnot. I told you guys, like, we have people doing this for me, but, you know. Girl, your time is up, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. We have have other guests coming on right now. I know. Right now. (laughs) I'm telling you, he's probably talking about the show right now or something. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I really, I really appreciate you coming. Um, I really appreciate you coming on today, and we're we're, we're so grateful for the gems that you dropped yeah. because they're gonna really help a lot of our artists out here in these streets. So, yes. super, super grateful that you're able to no, come on. Thank you. Thank you. It's been it's been truly a blessing. Truly, truly, truly. This is this is a great platform. I mean, for for artists, I, I you know. I want to tell everybody about it and hopefully send some people your way. Yay. Thank you. Please do. Please do. Okay. Well, guys, you can join us next week, Thursday, 8 p.m. Same time, same place. We're going to be here dropping gems, trying to get you guys (laughs) out there, creating your own opportunities, being the best artists and entrepreneurs that you can be out there. So thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you. And Daryl, we're just going to put you back in your... Put you back in, in your luxury room. <laughs> in my luxury trailer. I know. I'm your, kicking back in the luxury trailer. trailer. Yeah. Room. Thank, thank you guys, guys so much. Thank, thank you. you. We'll see you next week. We'll yes. see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.